0: Welcome to Predwings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Rhett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to episode 18, Rhett and Ron. 18. We're 18 oh. strong. Hopefully, this was a little bit better than the last one. He kind of disappeared on me for a little bit. Oh, shush. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> so, yeah, were I, had,
1: I had quite the doozy, but I'm not going to tell anybody because it's embarrassing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, better than last night's game for me, but um, at least I had an apple. It was a nice clearing pass up to center, up to neutral zone, and then he made a pass over to the wing, and he, the guy skated in and scored out. Well, the goalie had it, but it kind of snuck in somehow. But
1: now, now, here's my, now, were you playing goalie?
0: Yes, I was goal. So it you doesn't have
1: Goalie. And, and I got a second up to? You can't even shoot that far with a regular player stick. Well,
0: I came out to play, play the puck. I was almost at the blue line when well, no, was I the wasn't.
1: Are you sure it wasn't center ice?
0: No, I was not that far. The pass went out to center ice. The, where the guy went, where oh, guy, so I, it, right it, it, the guy? line. Well, no, no it, went went it, was, it was like ice. no, it was like halfway between the net and the blue line. Okay, because so, it, it was a pretty nice long pass.
1: Okay, but kind of like
0: your, well, like your passes to me.
1: Well, yeah, I always look for the nice stretch pass, and then I try to throw some sauce on it and put it right on your tape.
0: But it's like not
1: bang bang bong like that's just how
0: it goes. I love those assists as, as a goalie because you don't you don't goalies don't get too many assists uh, unless your name is Igor.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's just a little bit of strength of luck. <laughs> so, oh, he's a, he's so, a goalie. He's, so, he's actually I'm jealous.
0: Speaking of uh, Igor and the Rangers, uh, we got a uh, conference Easter conference final: uh, the Rangers at Tampa Bay. Game one. Um, unfortunately I wasn't able to see that game because I was on the ice at the time.
1: I I did see the game.
0: I, the I Rangers know. just came out flying. Man six you know, to two.
1: You know you know that um you know how Ovi is known for that like cross pass one timer from the face off dot? That was oh, yeah. Banajad last night. He just played out of his mind. I mean, I think he is so underrated through these playoffs, and I was terribly wrong. I misjudged the New York Rangers, and they came out with authority. I mean, Igor Shosturkin faced 39 shots. The Rangers, they threw 34 on net. But just they the way they mo- they move the puck so fast, so fast, it just never allowed the Lightning to set up. Um, so I mean, just just in the um, you know just the speed at these the that these guys go, um, you know, the Lightning better pick it up. I don't know if they're just tired. Um, they are a little bit of an older team.
0: Um, I wonder if it was rust from uh, the long layover. I, you know, I, like I said uh, I don't know if it was last week or last episode, uh, I thought they would overcome the rust, but maybe you know the Rangers had just played a couple days before, and and you know I, I thought the the rust would uh, you know help the Lightning get healthy, but maybe the week is just too much in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, the Rangers, I, I th- personally, they flew under the radar for me. Like, I, I knew they were a good team. I didn't think they were this good. I didn't think they were this good at all. But they are just playing really, really well together. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, the no, no, the Lightning did uh, tie that game twice uh, before the Ranger broke it open. Um, how about Heidel? Um he is uh, Philip Phil Hale. H- Hale, Hale. Um, he uh, he's really coming on. He's, he had two goals in that game. Um, he had a couple uh, huge goals in the Carolina uh, uh, game seven. I it was I, I know in in that series um, he had a couple huge goals. But yeah, uh, actually, he did have a huge goal. Um, that pretty much sealed it in in the game seven against Carolina. But he's you know the ranges, you know they're between Hadel uh, and um, and Zibanejad and Kreider and of course the goaltender Sesterkin, They're really uh, they're really coming on at the right time. They're really they're peaking at the right time. Kind of reminds me of the Predators.
1: I I think you have to kind of consider them you know not out of the run for the cup at this point i mean it's only game one though and 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 like i've been saying all along tampa bay is a playoff hardened team they've got two cups they want that third one you you can't count them out yet i think even if they lose this next game in new york i think if it goes back to tampa bay that's when they're going to turn on the heat like i just i i don't think you're going to see tampa bay just roll over and take this
0: yeah, I think they're going to respond in game two uh, tomorrow night, or, well, Friday, um, not sure when, I, when this episode will be uh, officially published. Um, but Friday night, uh, June 3rd, um, is the game. Um, yeah, we'll, it's we'll, we'll, we'll have that game next week. Uh, I, th- for- I
1: think you're going to see some fireworks in that game because I've come to realize that that is a type of game that Gerard Gallant plays. Um you know, in this game they had a i think it was a three goal lead towards the end of the game, and he throws Reeves out there just to go out and you know just to do his thing so Reeves is out there stirring the pot, getting McDonough and maroon trying to get going, and those are some big boys as well, so you know and, and if the linesman wasn't in the way, we would have had ourselves a big time scrap between uh Reeves and Maroon or McDonough, I'm sorry, that was that was going to be a good matchup. And it almost looked like I know you didn't watch it, but if you go back and watch that little skirmish, it almost looks like Reeves has his fingers in the ear hole of McDonough. And he's like shoving his fingers in this poor man's ears.
0: Well, I guess it's better have it in his ear than some more other extremity.
1: But no, I just, I just think that Gerard Golan is trying to tire the hell out of Tampa Bay, and I think he's trying to throw out Reeves just to go out there and make the big hits and just get into these skirmishes, just beat them down a little bit, you know. And, and it doesn't even matter what line; just start beating them down like player by player, and. Yeah, I just—I uh, think that's what Gallant's trying to trying to establish—is that physical dominance wear you out and then put up six goals on you.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, and like I said, if, uh, Friday night game uh, two will be in New York again um, at eight p.m. on ESPN.
1: I cannot wait to watch um, that.
0: So I <sighs> probably had to watch it. I don't know what I'll be doing, but. I'm, I'm here on location at uh, hockey camp for this weekend, and God knows I need it. And the first session, I, I, I don't want to, you know, steal the uh, our recaps with that, but yeah, it's it's. It, it was my fifth fifth time here, and yeah, I mean. It just, it's just it's going to be a lot of work, but it's going to be worth it. So um, let's let's uh, move on to the Western coverage final. Unless you have anything more to add to this uh, in, uh, intriguing Eastern final series.
1: Nope, nope, nothing more to add here. I just think um, that this is going to be an exciting. I think this is going to be a fun, exciting series. And I know I've said that about a few, and they had their their fireworks, but this this one I think is going to be interesting just because of the way that New York's playing. Can they keep it up?
0: Yeah, oh, no. They seem to be peaking. So, uh, speaking of peaking, Colorado Edmonton. I didn't, another game I didn't really, uh, actually, I did see some of that game. Is um,
1: either of these teams. I, I saw Edmonton? the first two periods.
0: <laughs> Uh, it, it almost kind of reminded me the Calgary Edmonton uh, game uh, that was Game One. Yeah, but I, uh, I, when they won nine to four or nine to eight, I mean, or something like that. Well, this this one was an eight to six win. I don't know. I you know Kemper goes down again. Um,
1: I mean, you're a West guy. You're a West guy. Are these teams really this good to be putting up these amount of goals in a game?
0: Well, they get both teams. They got some great offense. Uh,
1: Fourteen goals you know, in game one. I,
0: I, I thought, you know, the way Colorado smothered the Predators. I mean, yeah, granted, the Predators are a very good offensive team this year, but Colorado smothered them defensively, um, especially in Nashville. So I'm kind of kind of surprised that they, you know, that they didn't have that defense against Edmonton. I mean, yeah, Edmonton's a lot faster team than the Predators and a lot better players, so maybe it was just the fact that Edmonton was able to get by the defense. Um, But Manson made a huge mistake uh, that resulted in Edmonton's goal. He left, I don't remember who scored that goal, I guess it was Evander Kane. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Leonard Kane scored the first one, um, but he, he kind of left them ball by himself to the side of that. Manson's right in front of the goalie and sort of backing up a foot or two and playing, uh, Kane, which he should have had because Kane's just on a mission, um. And that resulted in that first goal.
1: Yeah, but I, I just don't, I don't, I still don't think you can count Edmonton quite out yet. You no,
0: know, so so Edmonton had the you know the first lead, but Carl came right back with uh, Comper um, Comfort. I got him mixed up with the guy on the Detroit side. I don't know wow. how. You know, well, they're kind they're of similar. similar, but um, so Comfort he responded 36 seconds after Kane scored. And um, did you see that, you know, later in that period um, the puck went out of play and nobody seemed to uh, – one of the Colorado players, you know, Rose raised his arm to say, hey, it was out, and nobody caught it, and they kept playing. Luckily there was no goals, but I just wondered, you know, how how does four lines miss it? It must. It must. I think it hit the. It didn't go. Obviously, it didn't go totally out of the play, but uh, it hit the netting. It had to hit the netting. and bounced back in, uh, but it was still technically out of play. Although, in other sports, they can play it off the net. So, you know, I mean, it, to me, I mean,
1: yeah, it's out of play. But the netting. Would be interesting, if you could do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it actually up it,
1: into the net and then you're just waiting for it to trickle. And then it gets caught at the top of the boards in the net. So then you have 10 guys swinging their sticks up at the netting. And then that, that's going to start all these scrums and brawls because somebody's going to get hit with a stick or somebody's going to get cross check going in there.
0: Well, in a situation it's like that ball where ball, it's ball. stuck, yeah, I obviously they're going to pull it back.
1: rugby swim. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, in this situation where it hit the net and bounced back on the ice, you know, to me, that's actually no different than they ended off the class. I mean, it's not like, I mean, it hit the net, you know, it hit the netting and it came right back into the play, you know, and it's so quick that it, you know, obviously, it didn't get stuck or anything, so you're not, you know, looking to see where the puck is, um, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that they, they didn't, you know, it, did they not see it to that yeah I actually did, I actually didn't see it myself so and the, but this you know I was watching on TV so it's a little bit different than you're actually there at the game
1: yeah and, um and about this game like now I said that the Rangers were moving the puck quickly Colorado was moving the puck I mean just at light speed I mean it was like one touch passes. All over the ice, and yeah, and they were just—I mean—the one-touch passing all down the ice was—I mean—it was just something. It was impressive to just watch, because every time Colorado would get, they just knew where each player was on the ice, and they were just constantly just bouncing the puck, and nobody could get set up. Nobody, goalies, defensemen, forwards—yeah, it was just—it was—it was a show. I mean, it was a clinic, actually. And now you add speed to that. I mean, they were almost untouchable in this game. But again, Edmonton battled back. It wasn't like they were completely out of it, it wasn't like they, you know, crawled over and died. They, uh, you know, they definitely battled back and put up a fight. So. Yeah,
0: I think Colorado's trainer must have forgot to sharpen uh, Landis Guy's skates because <laughs> he kept falling in the first period. <laughs> <laughs> I see it falls. Okay, and then he did it again. And
1: again. he did it again.
0: <laughs> Dude, go sharp with your
1: skates. <laughs> just swap them out now.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give them to the trainer. Here you go. And uh, and then Manson made another mistake uh, in the last minute of the period. But then yeah, he responded nine seconds later this time. Um, Edmonton did have to challenge, and there we go again with the challenge. They had to they had to uh, challenge um, this was for outside. But they I thought it was gonna be outside after watching the Washington review, but I totally forgot about the new tag up rule. And it was actually a smart play by McCarr not to he just kind of pushed the puck in the zone and not have possession. He, he didn't, didn't play
1: it. He just pushed uh, it across. Yeah, so he he, so
0: he pushed it up, and they. You know, it was so so that he was still a good goal because um, he didn't touch it until uh, Colorado tagged up. So and like, then, what
1: are you, what are your thoughts on that?
0: And then Edmonton got a penalty, and you know, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, is that uh, was that your rant room later, or is that something else, or did nope. you have your...
1: nope. something
0: no something? else. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: How do you like that rule? I don't like. I, I mean, don't like it. I don't like it. If you're offside, you're offside. Like we're not gonna do hopscotch. I, I don't even know. I mean, and, you know, I don't want to do all that. It, it's either offside I, or I don't even like, offsides.
0: I don't. I mean, tag. Like, I mean, it's tag. Camera, but kind of like the youth hockey. Oh, uh, actually, no. In that youth hockey, they don't have tag up for youth hockey. Offside,
1: offsides.
0: Beer league, um, but you know it's like USA Hockey uh, or uh, AHL. I'm thinking of they have tag up offsides. I don't. I mean, I kind of like it, but I I don't. But one thing I have more of a problem with is like I'm okay if
1: like if if the puck is dumped in on. So, like, if, if one of my guys is coming out of the zone, making an effort to come out of the zone, and I dump the puck in, as soon as he gets to that blue line, I can then enter, enter the zone, correct? Uh, Yeah, as long
0: as they don't. And
1: that's your tag up yeah. outside.
0: sides. As long as everybody's out of the zone, and then they come back in. Um, but... Right,
1: but, I mean, in this case, that didn't happen.
0: Well, he didn't. He technically wasn't playing the puck. I mean, his—he didn't have technically. He didn't have possession until the car. I forgot who it was. It was rushing back.
1: I'll have to watch the play. Again. Um, I can't comment on it because I, I didn't see it live, and I haven't really. I've read about it, but I haven't actually watched it, so I don't want to make judgment on it because I don't know. I am more more
0: of a. Issue with with challenges and, and and the penalties. I mean, not. I mean, yeah, the Predators did get burned a few times, but even you know, I, I don't care. I mean, it's for every teams you know in Apple. I'm sure every team's gotten burned. Um, it's like they're trying to make it into the NFL. You know what? With you, these know, you know
1: what I say? They do. I the don't. Judges? You know, I don't
0: think. I mean.
1: They get they, fifteen seconds. That they need. That's they need I don't even really think
0: they should have challenges. Um, the It just Oh, I do. I told you. It's a scapegoat it, for the refs. It's it's getting them off because they don't have to that's make a, It's like oh yeah, well. But but that's, so gotta, if,
1: that's okay, like people are human, they're gonna make mistakes. Nobody is. I I just don't feel that so, a referee is gonna go out there and and he's going to get lace up his skates and say I am going to do an absolute horrible job tonight. I am just going to go out there and miss every call. I don't think that's the message that they're trying to portray before the games. They might miss things. Yes, they've they've been downright atrocious this year. They have not even been good. But I think that reviews help these atrocious plays because Let's put let's put Nashville I, in the well, Stanley Cup final. Let's put uh, them in a, uh, just just let me paint this picture for you and our audience. We put Nashville in the Stanley Cup finals. We'll put them against Pittsburgh just to add insult here. But
0: oh, it's a take- two
1: to let's say it's a two to two game in the beginning of the third period. Pittsburgh comes down and in the in the Midst of taking the shot, Malkin comes up and nobody touches him and he bumps over pecarini Puck goes in, thirty seconds left in the game, Nashville loses the Stanley Cup. Are you okay with that scenario playing out like that? Are you okay with sitting there looking at the T V?
0: That's a so totally that's a totally different that that's a totally different thing. But, I mean, why, but why? That's that's goaltender first, not offsides.
1: Okay, but it, well, let's say it was a miss. It was missed. They didn't call it. They didn't call it. That's what I'm saying. They missed well, that call.
0: I don't know how A big uh, uh, that. how they. I don't know how they would miss that in that it's situation. A Stanley,
1: it's a Stanley um, Cup final. There's probably a crowd in front of the net. But, and they I mean, thought that he was bumped out of or he, that he was out of position. So let's just say they don't make that call, and it's obviously watching it in replay. On the jumbotron, it shows that it was goaltender interference. Now if you take the ability away for them to challenge that, Nashville loses the Stanley Cup finals on an obvious well issue. Well, you you yeah, Let's talk let's talk real If you go back if you go back
0: if you go back years, I'm sure that's happened to teams, you know, before they had the challenge issue. So I mean it's Yeah, let's know. put
1: it this way. Buff- the Buffalo Sabers would have a Stanley Cup championship well, banner hanging if no. they had the ability to to replay
0: that. Well, yeah, well, you don't know that, but it was still that in that in that situation, that actually was a good goal, though.
1: No, it was illegal because at the time mm, you could not no. you could not be the increased. They judged a goal,
0: but they ju- they ruled a good, They judged it as a good goal, so
1: it wasn't challengeable.
0: No, but they reviewed it, and they reviewed it as a good goal.
1: Right, but you cannot be in... in, How about 2009? The only reason I'm saying this is because look at how many goals the demolition man had overturned, literally, and they didn't even know how to call this, but his behind was breaking the, the, the plane of the crease, or he had the the back heel tip of his skate in the crease. I I can remember at least a dozen or more times I've watched Homer get goals taken away because he was had, I don't know, an eighth of an inch of his skate in the crease.
0: Well, you know, it's... <laughs> Same that, that, that that's a whole new different story because I mean something like that is
1: in the crease and you're not some, allowed to be in the well, crease. Well,
0: something like that doesn't. I it's not affecting anything. And the only thing that there should be, uh, uh,
1: but it's not about uh, what it's affecting. The, it's about the, black, the, it's about black the, and white. What the, the only says.
0: the only thing that should go that should not count a goal is if the player interferes with the goalie's ability to make a save. Not if he's barely in the skates in the crease.
1: No, you're it's right. Not and, I, and I agree with you. I agree with you 100% on that because a screen is a screen, but if I skate through the crease and I my arm catches your chin and it pulls your head to the side, you lose track of the puck and a goal goes in, that affected the play. That is goaltender interference, and I agree with you on that. But what I'm saying is you had just said you wanted to take The ability to review plays out. So, according to the rule. Well,
0: they didn't review it. There was time before that they didn't review it either. Before they always. It's always technology and TV and cameras that, you know, with the ability to to go back and look. Yeah, but what you're you're not. Years ago, they didn't have that technology, so they they couldn't do that. So, they just had to to call the game live.
1: I know, but D-Law, what I'm saying is, if that scenario plays out, and, and it's Nashville, in Nash, let's say it's Nashville versus Buffalo, and let's say Buffalo has, you know, Zitnik comes down the ice and scores a goal in the weaning seconds of the third period with his foot in the crease, and they win the Stanley Cup, you are going to be so upset because the referees didn't catch it, and
0: but that's, and that's hockey, crazy, and we make mistakes. So,
1: so you're okay with that? So you're okay with that happening?
0: I just think
1: that. No, I want. Are you okay with I, that happening I, I, our team?
0: I just think challenges are. It, it slows the game down, and it slows the momentum down, so, and it takes. It, and it takes the the credibility away from the rest because they know they have that in their back pocket and to be like, well, you know, so now it's just like, the puck goes in that, they call it a goal. And then they let, you know, the reviews take, you know, let it go to review kind of, kind of like in football, you know?
1: Yeah, but here's here's how you of actually
0: Instead of actually making the call, like, Oh, on the ice, it was like, oh, that's a no goal. And then or, or it is a goal. Now it's like they just like, the puck goes in net, they call it a goal no matter what because they know they got that review in their back pocket to cover their butt.
1: Yeah, but here, here's how you change that. You change it to where every, from the time the headset is on their head. So once, I, I would even rephrase that. As soon as they, as soon as the, wow, well, the penalty box opens,
0: half the time it's already it's already uh, made the decision in Toronto. I guess that's where they do the reviews, and they just uh, I don't that the the on ice officials actually made the call because I think the call's already made in the TV booth in Toronto, and they just relay it down to the rest. and then they, you know, they're like the middleman. I think that's- yeah,
1: but, but here's how you change it. Like I was saying, you, as soon as they approach the penalty box or wherever the team has their, their um, headsets for the refs, as soon as that door opens, when the refs approach there, they're on a timer. They have 15 seconds. That's it. They have 15 seconds to make a decision. If they don't make a decision in 15 seconds, the play stands because it has to be definitive. If you have to sit there and look at a puck from 200 different angles, and you have to look and, like, zoom in and say, well, you know, I think I see blue. There's a pixel of blue, but I can't tell if that little pixel, because we've zoomed in so close, is either on the blue or if it's actually off a little bit. I mean, that is when... That's when you, like... But I'm just saying, like, you, you give them 15 seconds because it has to be definitive. So if you can't tell... I mean, if it's, if, it, if it's offsides, it is obviously offsides. Maybe you watch it from a different angle. That takes three to four seconds to switch your angle. Maybe even give them 20 seconds max. But don't give them any more time than that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just...
0: I I can see both sides, but I I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't like the idea of the penalty for getting the challenge wrong because a lot of coaches don't make, don't, it just because of that in that situation. Now in this situation, I mean, they, Edmonton, um, you know, they, you know, or they, Edmonton thought they were able to challenge because it was so clear cut outside, but then they didn't notice about the tag. You know, they, they probably f- totally forget about the tag up. Um, but I, I don't know. I think they just need to throw away that. The penalty aspect of it, maybe that's maybe that's what they need to do. Keep keep the challenges. Uh, maybe limit limit teams to just one challenge a game.
1: Yeah, but you can't do that either because th- th- then I'm going to take start taking runs at the goalie.
0: Well, they do now anyway.
1: Yeah, but if you only get one, and I'm going to come up and I'm going right, to maybe I'm gonna, maybe, maybe s- two,
0: but don't let take away the penalty. <laughs> but
1: still. I, I agree, taking away the penalty, but it's too, I'll take my two challenges, win or loss, and then I'm just going to start slew-footing the goalie every once in a while.
0: They do that now anyway.
1: Yeah, but, but you can't challenge it.
0: But, uh, so, you know, in game one, uh, Colorado. Back to uh, Colorado game. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Um, Enough
1: topic. That was a good rant room. Yeah. I mean, that was um, a good
0: rant room topic. But, you know, Colorado, they outshot Edmonton 16-7 to in the first, and then uh, Edmonton came back a little bit in the second. Um, they actually outshot Colorado 19-15. But then in the third period, Colorado just shot it right off 16-10. to I mean, look at it, 47 shots at 37. That kind of reminds me of my NHL 22 game where I get 40, 50 shots, you know, in a game of, like, is this a video game? <laughs> I, I know you touched on that, you, know, you know, when we started, first started talking about game one as far as, like, where's the defense? But, yeah, where where is the defense? But um, it definitely showed up in game two. Well, for one side, anyway. Uh, the first period, Uh was a you know a zero-zero game, uh, game two that happened uh, Thursday night. Uh, well, just, just a, little, a few minutes ago as we're recording, um, but the shots on goal were pretty even. Um, at one time, Colorado had a decent-sized lead in the shot department, but Edmonton came back in the later half of the first period. Uh, Colorado just edged them 14 to 13 in the shots on goal department, um, but then the second period, uh, they just put the floor, you know, they, they really tightened it up, uh, 12 to six for shots on goal in the second for Colorado, and uh, they okay they did give the goal to Lekkinen, which I thought at first they gave it to Kadri. Uh, but Lakenin, they, they, they he did get to tip. Um, and realize, they, you,
1: you realize Kadri had a three three point night, another three
0: point night. Yeah, um, but you know it's just
1: unbelievable they, hockey.
0: He, you know, he shot the puck, and Lekanin managed to get a stick, His shaft on it to tip it. And otherwise, it would have been a Kadri goal. But you know, obviously, still an assist, so he'll take that. But, you know, Colorado had those two goals in 15 seconds, and it's like, oh, why didn't they pull Smith? And then when in going, you know, then they end up, Colorado ended up getting three goals in, in two minutes and four seconds. You know, and that pretty much, you know, that second period, that pretty much sealed the game for Colorado. And they, you know, after the third goal, they still didn't pull. Uh, Smith, I know two of them were deflections, um, so you can't really fault them. But that second goal, I don't know. It went just over his pad. I don't know what he was doing. He was like, he went for like a split save, and Josh, Josh Manson found him that. Um, but then uh, you know they uh, ran and or uh, not ran, uh, McKinnon, uh, he gets his tenth of the season or 10th of the playoffs, Post-season, yeah. well, season playoff. Uh, that was a, actually a power play goal um, to seal it 4-0. So, Colorado, went, Colorado now with a 2-0 series lead. Um, shots on goal in the third were 14-5, to so... Well, do you happen
1: I know you're traveling but do you happen to have what I said for this series? You said
0: Edmonton in 7 and I said Colorado in 6.
1: I want to change mine to Colorado in 4. You, you can't change it. I know, but I'm calling it now. Colorado's so. going to get the sweep in this series. I don't know. Too many I, too many points I, I, on the board. I mean, who who does who does Edmonton have for defense? You know,
0: where was McDavid and uh, um I mean, Colorado really shut them down, but I think Edmonton's going to get at least one. I, I mean, they almost had Doing Game Three, uh, but I, they're they're going to win more like one games look, in Edmonton.
1: But look at look at Colorado now. I mean, they're they're just a complete team. I mean, they've got guys like. Um, McKinnon who can score goals I mean pretty much at will I mean the kid's a beast and then on defense they've got Cal McCarr who's a great defenseman and he's a great forward I mean you can put that kid in I, I want to see him play goal the kid would probably be outstanding at that too he's just he's one of those natural athletes and he's he's phenomenal so I mean they, they get you from everywhere
0: and uh Dry had three shots in this game. They um right outside so say, I, I didn't, I didn't and, see
1: most of the game. I only
0: saw parts. Uh McDavid had uh two shots, so they really they really clammed I don't know what I didn't didn't the game was on but I didn't really watch it. Um but uh so I don't know you know how they you know, they obviously played McDavid tight. Uh only let him have two shots. I don't know um as far as block shots, um, if I can uh, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, they, they, Colorado only had 16 shots, so I mean, compared to other teams like Tampa Bay and the Rangers who were blocking shots like you know, no tomorrow, I mean, maybe they did, uh, m- maybe they were blocking these shots, but you know, because. But you know, to, to, for McDavid to only have two shots—that's that's for for a player like his his caliber, that's unacceptable. You, you they they need him to, you know, and, and you know
1: I don't want to I, block in shots. I want him to use his hands and score yeah, goals.
0: Yeah, and and as far as you know, they, Edmonton only had like three players. Let's see, C Hyman. Barry and Settle each had three shots on a goal. They, they led the team in shots. Those players led the team in shots with three. Um, on, the, on the other hand, uh, McKinnon had 11 shots on a goal. Edmonton, you got to play. I mean, it, it's no secret. McKinnon is like one of their best players. How do you give, let him have 11 shots on a goal? You gotta play defense on him.
1: It's because they can't keep up. Our, keep up. Yeah, but Edmonton is
0: a fast team, so I don't understand that.
1: Yeah, but I just like I said, those one you you gotta watch the one touch passes that they do are just incredible in color. Yeah, they're they're just they're they're a good team. What, do you, what would you think about a, a Colorado New York? Do you think that's completely out of the picture?
0: Uh, as, well, as, as of looking right now, it's looking like it's... I'm
1: not talking... St- I mean, don't don't look at just the score. I mean... Uh, Tampa Bay, who you can't count out. I mean... hasn't been on fire yet.
0: I'm not looking at Santa, I'm just saying, as of, you know, it's looking pretty good right now, that it's pff, a good possibility.
1: Do you think that would be a good Stanley Cup final? Uh,
0: it's, it would be Interesting. I feel
1: like these are two I think play like
0: often. I think Colorado's offense is too powerful for the Rangers uh, defensively. Um, yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, you have guys Tim, that, they have Kreider. I mean, they've, they have some pretty good
0: defensemen. He, well, he's a forward.
1: I didn't mean Kreider. Um, Fox. Oh, Adam Fox. Adam Fox. Yeah, and, he's re- he's. I think he's really good. I don't know why I said Kreider. Because he scored goals. No, I know he does score a lot of goals, but yeah, Adam Fox on defense, I think he's underrated as well. Um, You know, so
0: that's unfortunately that's the only game that we can uh, uh, count because you know this is uh, you know game one, game two, um, because game three is coming up on Saturday night. Um, Yep. Probably by the time this is aired, it'll be final. But obviously, we won't be doing another show until sometime early next week. Um, But as as far as game one, game two, I don't really have any more to add. Um, I think we pretty much covered a lot of that. Um,
1: Yeah, I I do too.
0: So I guess we can probably move right into your rant room. Go for it. You are now entering the Rant Room.
1: All right, this week's Rant Room. I got to go back to the Arizona Coyotes. So I had just read, and I I need to verify this first, but I had just read Uh that... There are talks of Bettman extending a thirty year extension agreement with the Coyotes to remain in Arizona. I just I just don't know why. I mean, I want to know what Arizona has on Gary Bettman. There has got to be something that we don't know about this whole scenario. Because why why would you extend them for 30 years when they are downsizing to a college arena that holds four or, or 5,000 people? They have nobody that wants to take up a lease with them. They're trying to build a stadium in an area or an arena in an area next to an airport. And the airport's saying, no, they don't want it. The people are saying, no, they don't want this. I mean, they just can't they they can't do anything right. But yet Batman is going to talk about allowing them to stay for another 30 years. I mean, come on, let, let's let's look at some of these statistics here. Um, you know, last year there were the three bottom teams. I'm gonna go with the three four bottom teams. So the fourth bottom team was San Jose. Their average attendance was 12,573. I'm going to skip Arizona, who's at number three for the worst, and go to Buffalo. Buffalo had an average attendance of 9,997, and Ottawa had 9,155. Now, I'm not saying Ottawa is a hockey mecca. I'm not saying that they have hordes of people coming, but you got to realize that buffalo, san jose, and ottawa still had the after effects of covid. So fans had to show proof of vaccines which d- decreased the amount of people in the audience. So they have reason to not have many fans in the in, in the arena. I've gone to plenty of buffalo games and I'm not saying that the the fans are 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 I'm not saying that they're packing the stands, but they're pretty darn full for both teams, usually mostly Detroit. No offense, Buffalo. But with all the COVID restrictions that were in New York State and throughout Canada, those numbers are going to be skewed. So Arizona potentially could be the worst attendance in the NHL. I think we have a guest. And... Yeah, Yeah. I'm here.
0: I want to just piggyback on that. Um, I just heard uh, a junior team in Quebec City, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, had had an attendance for a junior hockey team of 14,563. That's three times more than what Arizona is going to get at ASU. That's
1: 3,000 more than their average attendance. And but, yet, as, but, but, but D-Law Batman wants to keep them there. Like why? There are places I was just reading that Wyoming believe it or not and I'm sure it's not a big populated area but Wyoming is one of the top hockey per capita states in the country. That amazes me. That absolutely amazes me. So why Bettman can't f- relocate Arizona
0: to, to Quebec City?
1: Well you, you can't you gotta try to keep Where it west. We? You gotta try well, to keep it west and west I, unless you reshuffle everything. Um I don't wanna hijack
0: your r- r- rant room, but um No, go for it. We'll just do everything. The Video Center in Quebec City Capacity for hockey is 18,259. That as a comparison to some other NHL buildings, Winnipeg holds 15,321. The Prudential Center where New Jersey plays holds 16 capacity 16,514. The UBS Center, that's the Islanders, new one, brand new arena, 17,113. The Climate Pledge Arena, another new arena, that's Seattle. Seventeen thousand one hundred fifty-one. Even Bridgestone Arena, the pack There is is capacity is seventeen thousand one hundred fifty-nine. Honda Center, that's Anaheim, seventeen thousand one hundred seventy-four. T-Mobile, that's Vegas Hot Market, seventeen thousand three hundred sixty-eight. S.A.P. Center in San Jose, they're well, they're struggling now, but seventeen thousand five hundred sixty-two. Boston, the TD Garden. Seventeen thousand five hundred sixty-five, and Colorado, who's in the Washington Final, seventeen thousand eight hundred nine. Only sixteen NHL arenas have more capacity than Quebec City. That's half the league. Yeah. So why do you have a place that wants hockey and can fill this this arena more than half this half the NHL? when you have a team in Arizona that's going to only hold 5,000.
1: Yeah, it's a mockery. It's a complete mockery to the NHL. And, you know, the rant that I'm trying to get out of here, here, folks, is we need to find out, we need to get to the bottom of why Gary Bettman is in bed with Arizona. I just don't understand. I don't know if he's getting a kickback somehow of the revenue. I don't know what's going on in Arizona, but everything in the last couple of seasons, I mean, let's let's just talk. Do you know how many teams are in the NHL, D-Law?
0: 32.
1: All right, so let's, let's talk about this. So you have a team in 2010-2011 was 29th for percentage of arena filled. 2011-2012, they were 30th. 2012-2013, they were 29th. 2013, 2014, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, twenty eighth, 2014, 2015, 28th, and it just goes down, 29, 29, 29, 27, 28, and, and it's just an absolute joke. It's a joke. I mean, they, they had one year, I am mean, to 20 and 21, they were third best for average fan attendance, and you know why that was? Because Arizona didn't shut down for anything. So they 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 said we were only allowing 3,000 fans in the arena, and they packed that stadium because people could go out. Here in New York State, they shut hockey down entirely. So, yeah, they should be up there. But anyway, what I'm getting at is this team has been a low-level producing revenue stream for the NHL. They don't have the fans, at least the fans that are going to pay to go to games, they don't sell out their arena. They're downsizing to a college arena that's going to be conflicts. College kids, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a joke having the Detroit Red Wings bus pull up. Where where I mean, really? You've got all these loser college kids that are gonna be throwing doing their college chants and throwing whatever they can I mean, they're just they're animals, these college kids. I think it's great. No offense to I'm not trying to be rude. But Really? You're going to have an NHL hockey team pull into a college campus? Really? To go play a game where college kids play and there's only going to be like 2,000 people in attendance? I will say this. Because it's at a college arena, they will pack the arena every single game. You'll see 5,000 people there because if I was a college student, I would be there. But at the end of the day... Why are we not exploring other options? Why are we not relocate relocating this train wreck? I thought Vegas was bad. Buckle up. Cause I think this is going to get worse. And that's my rant. Uh,
0: that's a pretty good one. I even got ranted. on. What? <laughs>
1: um, no, so... You're right. You brought up a great point. I mean, a, a junior minor team league. Has more fans in attendance than what this NHL team is even able to produce. I mean, it's 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 just a mockery. And, and I mean, Bettman's brought brought some good teams into the league. He's made the league entertaining a little bit. He's took my favorite part out, which is the physicality of the whole thing. But now he's got this whole debacle. I mean, it's every, every move that's made right now is like career suicide. Everything you hear about Arizona makes Batman look that much worse. But yet they stay, and he's not changing anything. I don't know. Just... I don't want to... Close the door on the rant room. Yeah, um, but moving into the
0: some NHL news, there's not too much, um, but Martin St. Louis is going to... Remain as Kareem's coach as he signed a three-year contract.
1: Yeah, I, th- I kind of saw. I personally saw that coming. I mean, they brought him in at the end of the year. He waited for the right time to come back, which I I think we've talked about it. But he had people knocking on the door when he retired. So many years ago, when he stopped playing hockey, he got many offers to coach. He's just a brilliant mind. And he kept saying, no, I don't want to. Nope, not going to happen. I want to enjoy my kids. I'm going to, you know, I, I save my money. I'm going to go and enjoy my family. So he did the family thing. Well, now the kids are older. And, you know, Montreal approaches him. Hey, you know, I know you put everything aside. How about, how's, how's the timing? Can we talk? Um, and Marty St. Louis says, sure. So like, all right, we'll bring you in as an interim coach. Everybody loved him. He won the locker room, like, second day he was there. So, yeah, of course they're going to keep him.
0: And, uh, of course, the Bulls are talking about uh, they want to keep the core together, uh, O'Reilly and Tarasenko, Uh which oh, yeah. is actually, you know, it's smart. Some of them, they really don't have any, you know, <sighs>
1: That, I think that
0: they, they really have to keep them. I mean, yeah. it, it, could you imagine? You know, just the fan base alone. Uh, if they let both O'Reilly and go go, um, O'Reilly's really, really turned up his career since going to the Blues. Um, yeah, you, you, know, oh,
1: you said three-year deals for both of them.
0: Uh, they haven't signed officially yet, um, but they—they're talking about. Um, you know, keeping them. So it just. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, do a
1: long-term deal with either one of these players. Just they're, they're aging. Great players now, but are they going to be there later on?
0: And your, uh, uh, what do you call him? shooter? Uh, Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter of the Flames. Uh, he he won the Jack Adams trophy uh, or Jack Adams award. Oh, I don't yeah. know if I really I don't know if that was. I mean, I think there was other candidates that probably should have won it. I mean, Calgary. I mean, yeah, they did go far. Um, they did win their division, um, but I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think it was all that big of a. You know, I, this is supposed to be the top coach. Um,
1: yeah, and one of the I, ones, I, I think,
0: think there was Galan, a couple. His, there.
1: My my choice is Gerard Gallant.
0: Yeah, or or I know Cooper won it. Cooper win last year? Or well, I don't year care of, about repeats. Yeah, um, give it to Cooper. Yeah, I just, Galan, but, uh, but then I mean yeah, I could have seen it. I, mean, I mean the the job has a
1: core. The that Cooper's
0: done in Tampa is, you know, is a great thing. But I, th- I think I think with with Tampa's situation, I think that's more on Steve with building that team than you know you, you got to, you know, like I, I do agree uh, it probably should have been Gor as much as I don't really like him with the Rangers. Um, they don't really they have a they they don't have a superstar team like they like the Rangers used to have. They they have you know regular you know I mean they got good players but they don't have like a superstar team like Edmonton and Colorado so you know like that, said, that, that that takes you know that that's more of a coaching job and and, and the way he's he's actually out he's actually out coached Tampa and it, it's only been game one but he he, he out coached Tampa in this in this game
1: yeah like I said he he sent out his goons to. Finish up the game, and I think he's wearing him down. I mean, that's what he's doing. That's his style. That's his decision. Everyone looks at Reeves and says, "Ah, oh, that guy's a jerk. What an idiot! I can't believe he's doing that. Look at him out there doing that stuff again." He's not doing it by choice. Maybe a little bit of it is, but it's—I mean—it's Gerard Gallant saying, "Hey, listen, go play with the first line just because I want you to go, you know, beat on somebody." Find somebody and beat on him, but I mean that's that's what I mean. Like he's, I, I think he's playing very good, or he's doing very good coaching with a team that didn't have the core, and didn't have all the pieces, and he's putting the puzzle together. So, yeah, I I thought it should have been Gallant too.
0: Yeah, and uh, so you know, that's pretty much all the news that's going on right now, and there's surprisingly no really injury, uh, you know, there's no, no, nothing to report on and as far as any injuries, um, and, and nope. surprisingly there's been no fines, say, uh, like I there has been. Any
1: fines to report or any uh,
0: suspensions? And they mostly got all the money they wanted from the first couple of rounds.
1: Yeah, those are fun.
0: Um, but, um...
1: Is it time? I think it's
0: time... For something what is it it's that time again my duster for this week is none other than Warren Fogle for the Edmonton Oilers Kind of a surprise if you say, um, he's 26 years old. He was a third-round draft pick in 2014 by the Carolina Hurricanes. has signed him in the off-season uh, last year. Um, in his NHL career, he's had 47 goals, 47 assists. So not too bad. Uh, 94 points, obviously. 282 games, although he is a minus 10. And his, in the playoffs, career playoffs, he's had 43 games, so a lot of them obviously with Carolina. Uh, seven goals, six assists. So so he, he can chip in, on, in in the playoffs. And uh, he's 13 points. He's a plus two in, in, in the playoffs. So he, he, he's, you know, compared to the regular season, he's more of a, you know, more defensive mind and more defensive. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, more he paid more attention to to the defense than he does in the regular season. You know, he's he's that kind of player in the playoffs, I guess you want to say. Uh, In the regular season, he's played 82 games, uh, which is a great, you know, so he stays healthy. Um, He had 12 goals, 14 assists, he was a minus nine, again, keeping the, you know, the regular season mode. Um, So, in his average ice time in the regular season uh 12 minutes and 37 seconds now in his current playoffs he's only played 10 games uh he's got one assist a minus four so struggling a little bit in the playoffs two penalty minutes but this is where it gets interesting ice time game two against calgary eight minutes and 14 seconds 16 shifts he had two penalty minutes game three in that series, 7 minutes and 6 seconds, 11 shifts. Game 4, 9 minutes and 20 seconds, 16 shifts, he's a minus 1. Game 5, it went up, but that was an OT game, 11 minutes and 34 seconds, 18 shifts, overtime game, minus 1. And then a game 1 against Colorado, 8 minutes and 47 seconds, 16 shifts, he had an assist. And then in game two, 11 minutes and 7 seconds. And so in those 10 games, he had 88 minutes and 13 seconds, uh, which is average of around 8 minutes a game. Game he, he, uh, two, he had one hit one block to go with his 11 minutes. I know Edmonton's got stars. Warren Fogel has proven that he can play in the playoffs, you know, chip in some offensively. He's got one assist so far. Um, he's had seven career playoff goals. But look at his ice times. The most he had, you know, 11 minutes. You know, he's a forward. Um, that's not even touching the stars' ice times. Players like him need to get some ice time, you know, and, and, and he just he, – he's not going to get it done when, you, when you're sitting on the bench. Edmonton needs players like him, you know, to do their thing because, you know, their team's shutting down your stars. I'm not saying – Give him their McDavid's ice time because that's you know that's not, that's on you know that's just not going to happen. But there's other players that are producing that are in his skill level that Warren Fogel could actually benefit from getting his playing minutes and maybe putting in a goal or two and helping you know helping him win, helping Amazon win a game or two. So yeah, that's that's my duster. Uh, He's just yeah, that's
1: a good one. You know, I it, you don't and it's as you sit down and you watch the game. You know, you don't see guys. At least I don't. I I don't notice. I don't know the lines as well, um, but I don't notice like if Ryan Reeves only played four shifts a game, I'd have no idea. I'd just say, oh, Reeves is out now. So yeah, I mean. I, I wonder why Fogel's been... I mean, what do you think it is?
0: I'm wondering if it's going to into his coaching. The coaching might... The coach might not trust him, even though his stats show that he can be a good player in the playoffs compared to a regular season. Now, this... Playoffs. Obviously, he's struggling in the plus-minus category, which I know you hate that. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's more, more an indicator. Fan of it. It's more of an indication of your defensive playing and your defensive, you know, mind and and, and you know, response defensive responsibility. I guess I was trying to say. Um. They, they just. Got, I guess they just had put that stat. To, to uh they just use that stat to to measure your defensive responsibility.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't play more.
0: He did in Carolina. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, he was a big part of it.
0: Well, unfortunately, he was not. He he does not have a silly Cup. He was not. I mean, obviously because he. He was didn't came in until 2014, and, and he's 26 years old, so he's not old. You know, he's that should be his prime.
1: Yeah, he's coming. So
0: I mean, and you know, he does have, you know, he's got in a, in a, in a regular season, he's got you know, he's approaching 50 goals. So I mean, that's you know, I mean, two games. I mean, that's not you know, It's not, told totally that bad. I mean. No, and you. There's a years lot years of players play. that have played. There's a lot of players that have played more than 282 games that don't even have close to 47 goals. Yeah, and I mean, but he—he's just—he—he's the type of player that you want in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you got to get those veterans out there with these kids. I mean, that's yeah, that's a must because they don't know what it's, like. <sighs> it's their first time. I mean, look at a guy like Cider or Geno. Geno, you know. These guys don't know. They don't know what it's like to play in in a tough, hard-battled playoff game. They have no idea. So, yeah, you got to have a guy out there that's been there, done that, seen it. I can help you, guide you, lead you, and you would think that he'd be the guy. Uh, so that pretty much... That was a good one. A good one. I like that one.
0: The, uh... Our Cs are... Our episode is really, winding down here because we're running out of stories, and get, I mean, you know, the games are
1: not new, nothing,
0: in nothing new on the predators front, um, other than you know their normal, you know, promotional, um, you know, they called the six one five day, uh, June fifteenth. That's uh, that's just a a day to celebrate Pro Hockey in Middle Tennessee, um, you know all the benefits go to a a local uh, charity in, in Nashville. And it's just a fun fun event for the for the fans. But no. You know, um, going back to uh, I, I mentioned last episode as far as uh, Phil Pilo winning the uh, triple, what was it the triple champion triple, uh, what you call that, the world champions.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Granman was also on a team being from Finland. So, you know, Graham you know, Graham would go alongside him. Um, but other than that, that's, you know, no, nothing new on the Predators front, no no signings, no, nothing new on the contract. Yeah, just Steven um, for, for Detroit, nothing And here Yeah, we talked about that last episode, so. Yeah. Uh just
1: or the um oh I do want to talk about one Sebastian Casa look him up he's playing phenomenal hockey right now and I think he's gonna be a huge asset for Detroit in the next few years. Sebastian Casa. He's the guy. He's Alex, our he's our next guy.
0: And the next cider
1: Now, Uh hopefully the next, like, Patrick Waugh.
0: Oh, he's a goaltender. Yep. Well, as long as he doesn't do a schedule of Liberty.
1: No, I hope not. <laughs> if he does, I hope he can hold the puck.
0: Uh, so that leads us to uh, some upcoming games, playoff schedule. Uh, Take it so on, uh, Saturday, obviously, you know, this game will be over by the time this pop, pop can be podcast is released. But uh, Edmonton and Colorado Game Three back at Edmonton. That's eight PM on T N T. Um I'm sure that you will be over attend this you're hearing this. And then Sunday uh possibly this episode possibly could be released before this game is played. Um well, I'm hoping. Um, but that's, uh, game three back in Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Rangers series in a, I well, actually, game two hasn't started yet as of now, but game two is Friday night. Um, but, um, that might be a must win for Tampa Bay. Who knows? We'll see what game two holds. That's at 3 p.m. on ESPN. And then, uh... Monday, June 6th, Game 4, the Edmonton-Colorado series. We'll see what happens in the next couple of games. But then that's obviously TNT has the Western Conference. That's an 8 p.m. start. And then uh, Tuesday, um, we'll probably be recording on Tuesday. I'm not sure as our schedule. That will be Game 4, of the Tampa Bay Rangers game in Tampa Bay, uh, obviously at ESPN. And that's at 8 p.m. And then, uh, we don't know about game five of the Colorado Edmonton series. Uh, that's to be determined. Uh, if there is even a game five. And then, uh, going into next week, Thursday, for game five with the Tampa Rangers. And then Friday, next Friday, uh, if game six, if there is a game six, uh, they'll be back in Colorado. Um, So we'll have more news on the game schedules early next week, probably when we do another episode.
1: We'll keep you up to date. Um, And then, uh, you know, keep checking out our social media. We're going to start putting out more content and uh, trying to keep all of our listeners up to date on our social media.
0: And uh, keep checking checking the uh, Twitter, the Pride Wings pod, at Pregnant's pod and on our Facebook page Pregnants Podcast at um, which we you know have, have we have been posting uh, different stories here and there that you might be interested in and so you know follow us and like us and comment um, and also email with us any questions or concern or questions or suggestions uh at Pregnantspodcast at gmail.com. Uh that pretty much wraps up it looks like it's gonna be it's another shorter episode here uh just just okay. over an hour compared to what it has been makes
1: makes me a little sad to be honest because uh that means the hockey season is
0: winding down, yeah, and uh we'll have to come up with some interesting things for the off season is you know it's
1: oh we'll find stuff don't you
0: worry yeah pretty uh, it's, uh, watching the the conference final games are. Uh, could be a couple of weeks. We could be, you know, when we do our 20th episode, we could be in a Stanley Cup final matchup. We could be. So, as always, thanks for tuning in to the pregwings Podcast.
1: Good night, Hockey Town.
0: See Smash Smashville. about playoffs you kidding me playoffs